Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck at service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service on top of that. Nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439 6028 439 6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439 6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com it is friday on the cusp of uh, Labor Day weekend, folks, the uh, weather is actually delightful, and um, and we it's obviously uh, incredible time. You have primary day coming up in Massachusetts on Tuesday, and then Rhode Island is the late one, which is ridiculous. Shouldn't be that way. Uh, Rhode Island has a lot of things wrong with their elections, and one of the things is having such a late primary, which is Tuesday, September thirteenth. So. Uh, the election is, it, and early voting's already underway, and all the mail ballot applications can be dropped in. And so as we get closer, those are all counted, by the way. So this is, it's not like the traditional mail ballot that arrives and they count it afterwards. These are all being counted in, in real time. So right now there is someone, you know, leading in all the different races, and then we'll have to wait and see exactly how that plays out. Um, as we get closer to election day, one last debate, and that is scheduled scheduled for next Tuesday night. A little bit of a controversy with that. If you go to the website topetro.com, I have a story on it. You know, this is um, so Governor McKee obviously would like to have that. Uh, Dr. Daniel, well, now I'm saying it, Doctor. It's Daniel Monez. He's not a licensed practice doctor, but anyhow, he would like to have him on the stage because he eats up the clock, and he just takes up some some time. And Governor McKee is is fearful now. I mean, he got, as we talked about, he got pounded in that Channel 10 debate. And rightfully so, with, you know, some very um, fear criticisms of the fact that the governor's under an FBI probe and could be indicted uh, either before Election Day or sometime after that. And so he didn't like that, but it is, all of that is true. And then some of the other criticism about that soccer stadium and Pawtucket is certainly um, very, very controversial. The amount of money, totally unnecessary, ridiculous project. Um, it, it's just one thing after another. So so the the final debate, so um, that Daniel Monez, who's got 1% of the vote, who's not really running a big, a serious campaign, doesn't raise money, um, doesn't have any type of real staff, hasn't built any type of uh, organization, he is demanding to be included in, and accusing Channel 12 of racism because he's at 1% in the polls and has been unable to, or seemingly made any effort to raise any money is what it really comes down to. And so Governor McKee globbed onto that and said, yeah, you should include this guy in the debate. Uh, he didn't go as far as the racism, but there is definitely a theme between that, the, the woman running for mayor of Providence, Nerva LaFortune, who, if you, again, log on to the website, she, she was saying the Providence Journal, they, they used a picture of her and she didn't like it and said it makes her look like an angry black woman. So just this week alone, you know, the Providence Journal has faced accusations of racism and now this Channel 12, uh, and Channel 12 has had this policy. Channel 12 excluded someone from their congressional debate who, again, polling, you know, they have criteria. You have to be at least 5% and raise a certain amount of 
amount of money. And there are these people that they just feel like I should be included. But as you get closer, and I, I recognize some people might buy into that, but if you do that, it, it really hurts the voters because then you don't get to, all they do is take up a lot of time. If they're going to do that, then the debate should be two hours long, for crying out loud. But what happens is the front runners, people like Governor McKee, they use those individuals to just hide because then they get equal time like everyone else, and then they're just eating up the clock. Um, you know, you go back to uh, 2000 when you had the debates between President, well, at the time, Governor Bush, right, Governor of Texas, and Al Gore, Vice President Gore, that, uh, you know, they, if they had included Ralph Nader in the, in the debate, and he actually had some semblance of a debate, of, of a campaign, and he did well in certain parts, especially the Pacific Northwest, he did very well. But if they had included, President Bush wouldn't have minded that. It would have killed Gore, would have hurt Gore, because then you have two guys on the stage, on the stage kind of saying the, the same stuff. It wouldn't have been like two people ganging up against President Bush. But in this particular situation, Governor McKee, I think, was disingenuous, saying, yeah, we should include him. We should hear his uh, different thoughts on this um, when it's, it's really just designed. Now, as we get into the general... Uh, after the primaries, the same situation is going to happen. Same situation is going to happen where you have these fringe independent candidates who have not raised money. They're not really running real campaigns. Part of a campaign is you have to demonstrate your ability to other people like your proposals, other people like your platforms. You're able to garner support uh, the the system, I know people don't like the money that's in the system, but that is the, the system that we have right now. So you have to show some semblance that it's that you're it's it's not that you're just on the ballot and and it's going to be the same type of thing. You're going to have these people that are going to demand that they get to be on the stage. Um, you know, the most famous one, of course, was Chris Young used to complain about that. Rest in peace. But I'll say this: it 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 just it just doesn't make any sense. They they have no shot of winning. They think that it's going to be you know lightning in a bottle, and suddenly they have this dramatic moment, and everybody drops everything, and suddenly people you know come down from the heavens and they are lifted up, and they take the election for fifty percent. It's it's not happening. So therefore, all you do is deprive the voters of an opportunity to hear from the, the real front runners. So I, I, I applaud that Channel 12 is not allowing, um, that they're, they're not allowing this Daniel Moments in because it gives the real candidates an opportunity to more time to, to come forward with their message. All right, let's talk about last night, that bizarre, one of the most bizarre of President Biden that that was a political speech. That was without question a political speech. Uh, I want to play. This is from the Today Show this morning, as far as uh, the Biden speech. American democracy is under assault by the forces of extremism led by his predecessor, Donald Trump. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represented extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. The president said he was not talking about all Republicans, but while Biden regularly spoke about threat to democracy during the campaign, this speech marks a sharp new tone for him as president. He long avoided mentioning Mr. Trump by name, but has now escalated his fierce criticism against a military backdrop. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. The president only briefly referring to Democratic achievements while noting the fight over abortion rights. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception. Protesters tried to interrupt the president's speech. Empathy that fuels democracy. The president hitting back. Good manners is nothing they've ever suffered from. The fiery speech reflecting President Biden's growing concern about Trump allies continued denial of the 2020 election results. You can't love your country 
only when you win. Top Republican Kevin McCarthy accusing the president of dividing Americans. Joe Biden and the radical left in Washington are dismantling Americans' democracy before our very eyes. And former President Trump later responding on his social media site, calling the speech awkward and angry, adding, if he doesn't want to make America great again, then he certainly should not be representing the United States of America. And on the topic of January 6th, there's another headline. Mr. Trump now saying that he is financially supporting some of the accused rioters from that day, adding that he will strongly consider a full pardon for them if he runs for president, Greg and Chanel, and wins. All of this coming, again, as this federal judge has now weighed in on that ongoing legal battle between right. former President Trump and the Justice Department. Where does that part of the story stand? Yeah, so it's a good question. This federal judge in Florida right now is deciding whether to appoint this independent third party what they call a special master who would review those materials that were collected from Mar-a-Lago right now. Mr. Trump's lawyers compared him keeping those highly classified documents to basically having an overdue library book. The Justice Department says they oppose this. They don't want there to be a, a separate set of eyes taking a look at it. They say they've already looked at it. They say because he's no longer the president, he has no rights to have no right to have those documents in the first place. And one other important note, the judge has now said that she is going to make public allowed to make public a detailed list of everything that the FBI seized from Mar-a-Lago. All right, Peter Alexander. All right, now, folks, I want to come back to that speech, though. That that was basically Biden declared war on everyone who's a Republican, and it's wrong. I want to go to uh, Tucker Wayden on it, Tucker Carlson. I mean, and it was a bizarre backdrop between the blood red and the Marines in the background. I mean, Biden looked like a dictator. He did. I don't know what that was. We made fun of it at the top of the show because we didn't really know how else to respond. But Joe Biden really has crossed over into a very dangerous, very dangerous place. Tonight, he declared in a speech in Philadelphia that anyone who disagrees with him is a threat to the country. Here's part of what Biden said. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represented extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. That the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Yeah, they're a threat, says the guy with the blood-red Nazi background and Marines standing behind him. It's a complete outrage that this is being sanctioned as a White House event. In other words, that this is the approved position of our government. It's totally immoral. And then the guy who encouraged riots in 2020 accused MAGA Republicans of somehow threatening the rule of law in the United States. Watch this. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. This is truly nuts and threatening to the future of the United States. It's hard to believe he just did that, but he did. You know, it is uh, so over the top, so over the top, that I, I, I actually can't believe that, that Biden did it. Hey, folks, I also just want to play, talk about, like, well, listen to this story. The head of a Russian energy company, died after he, quote, fell from a hospital window. Now, in March, his company called for an end of the war in Ukraine. He's the eighth Russian businessman to die in strange circumstances this year, and the second from Luke Oil. Let's listen to um, this story. Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, good morning. Geo-business and politics have long been interconnected in Russia, and that's because some of Russia's richest men made their fortunes in companies that were once owned by the state. It's long been a dangerous game, but for some high-powered executives, it may have become deadly. 
This morning, the FBI and Homeland Security turning up the heat on ultra-wealthy Russian oligarchs connected to President Vladimir Putin. Agents searching the New York City apartment and a Hamptons home associated with Russian billionaire Viktor Vexelberg on Thursday. All part of a Justice Department task force which is charged with finding assets like these planes and yachts of oligarchs trying to evade sanctions over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Vexelberg's $90 million yacht was seized in April. Meantime, in Russia, the sudden death of another powerful Russian businessman is making headlines. Russian media reporting Lukoil executive Ravel Maganov fell from a six-story hospital window. This is one of many cases involving executives in the energy sector, which is very tightly regulated by the Kremlin. Maganov, who's seen here with Putin, is the second Lukoil executive to die in the last few months. The company has been critical of the Russian invasion into Ukraine. This is the eighth high-powered Russian businessman to die suddenly since January, many of them with links to the oil and gas sector. It seems that even a lot of Russian oligarchs are not happy about the war. They are too scared to speak up because they fear for their very lives. Now, Maganov was admitted to the hospital, according to Russian state media, with a heart complaint. He started acting suspiciously, they say, and then he threw himself from the window. But eight Russian executives dead in the last year? I think you'll agree that's also suspicious. Michael? (laughs) Suspicious? How about impossible? Folks, this is, I mean, they they do not fool around. But that, last night, I want to come back to it again, folks. It's the John DePietro show on this. It's Friday. It is September 2nd. We're on the cusp of the, the long Labor Day weekend, um, of which, I, you know, I, I always find Labor Day actually depressing because summer is so enjoyable. September's a nice month. Don't get me wrong. October can be a nice month. But it's, um, boy, the excitement that builds around leading up to the 4th of July, the 4th of July, there's just nothing like it. But the um, I, I want to go back to, you know, Biden last night, the mega, mega threat, democracy at stake. Free elections are, are in danger. I, I'm, I I also like they use the term the dark brand and rises with hellish backdrop. Um, President Trump vowing to pardon the rioters. I don't. He's really very active on his uh, social media app. That's for sure. But as far as the threat to democracy, uh, let, let, that that what is what is ludicrous about that in many ways is just you know locally. You tell me what's the threat to democracy. We don't have legitimate elections. There are illegals voting in those elections. People vote multiple times in those elections. And What's the real threat to democracy? That's, I mean, we in Rhode Island, because of the actions of, and it's it never got better. It could have gotten better. Instead, it got worse. But the actions of Secretary Gorbea, where you have all these people who should not be on the voter rolls. You have all these illegals that are voting. Uh, we have uh, elections that don't make sense because of the amount of mail ballots they allow. I mean, is it they, they allow ballot harvesting? That's the real threat to democracy. I, I, I no longer feel, I mean, I will vote. I'll vote in the primary, I'll vote in the general. I think locally our elections still could count, but anything that involves... Uh, especially it's, it's the Providence, Pawtucket areas where they, they are registering and have registered and allow people who should, they're not citizens. They should not be voting. I know some people, they don't understand that. Then, and by the way, they're not going to the polls. So it's not a matter of staking out and waiting for them. This is all done. That's one, that is to me, the, one of the big reasons factors of why they have all the early voting and the system is not even geared to uh, weed out those that are illegal all they talk about Gorbea, all they talk about is the fact that um, that they have this penalty of perjury if you sign it but no one as you know no one's ever been prosecuted for it they're unenforced laws if that they seem to be more like statues I also just want to touch on I mentioned it earlier, but if you go to the website Petro.com, the amount of certain candidates that are claiming racism against the media, in some ways, local media, they're responsible because they're, the way they've handled certain people with kid gloves, the way they have allowed themselves to be intimidated by them. Uh, you go back to the, that Senator Tierra Mack, 
She was given days to prepare for her interview after the whole twerking nonsense. And, and then, you know, what did she say? As a result of her twerking upside down on Black Island, that led to a lot of, you know, really meaningful discussions and uh, very powerful dialogue. No, it was ludicrous. And that, that Tara Mack, when she came into office and there was pushback, uh, Channel 10 had to remove their 10 news conference episode because she talked because she objected to the term a fierce pose even though she said we're not coming to the table at the state house we're bringing the table they purposely want to be seen that way and immediately uh you know channel 10 they didn't run the episode and the media kind of flinched and she that was her quote saying all press about her should be positive by the way she also she goes after the providence journal for using that photo of this Nerva LaFortune who's running for mayor, who Nerva feels that they showed a photo that makes her look like an angry black woman. Senator Mack isn't even supporting her in the race for mayor of Providence. She talks about how difficult it is being a black woman running for, for office. She doesn't even support the only black woman in the race. I think she's the first woman of color to run that I can think of uh, run for mayor of Providence. So in some ways, and the same thing when, when uh, Mac did an interview with the Boston Globe, you know, they were asked, like, what's your favorite donut? And that she's a rugby player. They don't get into some of the extreme positions she has, whether it's dismantling ICE, abolish the police, close the prisons. I mean, this is like lunacy talk. All right, folks, it's Friday. Much more ahead. It is the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care, Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Home Again Consignment, located Governor Francis Shopping Center, fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry, buy, sell, or sell in consignment, and estate sales are provided. It's Home Again Consignment. Call John, 401-463-3310. Again, located right in Warwick in the Governor Francis Shopping Center. Home Again Consignment. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Uh, it's time for our legal segment. Joining right now, he is one of uh, Rhode Island's top attorneys is also our legal expert it is attorney tim dodd and tim we might as well start off with uh, the trump fiasco and um, we'll try to keep there's a lot of different moving parts to this um there's been a lot of developments uh in the case especially with the uh, the doj and their response to team trump um i don't know i'm kind of kind of waiting for team trump to to do something right or get something new uh, I think the challenge is not to pile on, but I, I want to just start off with some of your thoughts on the displays that they've listed, and and we're getting a clearer picture of what led to this this raid. You're right, John. There's a lot of moving parts. We'll try to take it in little pieces, um, and I've heard some of what you've been saying on air and. You're right. It's not fruitful to compare what's happening to Team Trump to what happened with Hillary or what happened with Hunter Biden. This case is this case. Um, 
I guess it'll be for another time when all of the um, information is known, both what was taken by uh, the feds and what was in that affidavit uh, as to whether or not uh, Trump is receiving disparate treatment from others. That may or may not be the case, but President Trump is certainly not doing anything to help himself. No. His, sto- his stories keep changing. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what the other side has in its hand and you start saying things to the media and then you've got to revise and retract and say something new, you know, from a political standpoint, the optics are terrible. From a legal standpoint, I don't think he and his team are really helping him. No. It's gone from, oh, I think the feds might have been planting evidence to we gave everything over to, no, we didn't give everything over, but the president um, declassified it. Um, none of it really hangs together as a cohesive argument. One of the things I think from the Fed's point of view is to the extent that President Trump had classified material at Mar-a-Lago, how how secure was it? I mean, this is a country club. He's got his private residence. He's got one of his lawyers, Alina Haba, foolishly saying, well, he has people up to his office all the time. Wow. Oh, great. So he's got people up there and they're sitting in a room that has classified, potentially classified top secret information. Um, how secure is it? Maybe Trump figured, well, I've got secret service here. They're in the room with me. Nothing's going to happen. It, it's clear that the secret service agents have to be the ones, ones one or more that have been feeding information to the Department uh, Department of Justice on back channels about all the stuff going on at Mar-a-Lago as it relates to these documents. Um, so President Trump should, like I say many times on your air, keep quiet. Don't say anything else. You, you're kind of punching in the dark. You don't know really what you're shooting at. I think that from the DOJ's perspective, it's a little bit despicable, a little bit scurrilous that whatever the Trump team says, well, the DOJ will leak something and then they'll leak something else. And that's their MO in all of these investigations. They strategically leak to friendly news sources what they want to come out. Meanwhile, saying, well, we can't let you see everything because, you know, it could um, impact national security, et cetera. That may be true. That may not. But I don't know if it would be appropriate for the judge down in Florida to, you know, basically, and I don't know how you would force it to have a gag order that the DOJ is not to leak anything further. Um, The most recent thing they leaked was the photograph showing um, a display of top secret material, um, I guess, on the floor in Trump's office at Mar-a-Lago. Now, I'm sure that they didn't walk in to uh, uh, execute the uh, search warrant and said, look at that. Trump's got these papers all over the floor. You know that was something composed by the agents who executed the warrant so that they would have a nice photographic representation. Oh, look, the president really did have this material. It was, I believe, a created scene that they created, not something that depicts the way President Trump um, secured documents, just to lay them all out on the floor. Right. Um, and, but that's, <laughs> and Tim Dodd, when, I, when, when the you know, Providence police, they did a, a raid at a house, and then they came out with, and then they display all the guns or state police and, you know, there's, there's drugs and cash and money. You know, there is normally a ruler. It's, it's, it's the evidence. To, I mean, right. I, I thought that's pretty basic, but Team Trump seems stuck on the, the optics that, that they think that people think that they walked in, it was on the floor. I mean, I, I didn't view it that way. I viewed it as that they very meticulously were showing this what was was in evidence box 
2A, I think, is, is the number. And they do it proportion. There was nothing. You couldn't read what the top secret documents were. But as a result of that photo, his, as you said, one of his attorneys went on and said it wasn't like that. They, they must have taken them on. Or he did. He actually said they took them out of the containers. Well, they, they weren't supposed to even be in that office. I thought they were secured in a room. And Tim Dodd, I want to go to the what we do know. And that is that apparently on June 3rd, one of the attorneys, and they're saying it's this Christina Bob, that she signed a sworn affidavit saying that 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 was it. That was the extent of information they had. You know, they they then started getting and this was after a subpoena to get it. Um, Let's just talk about I I noticed that she has kind of been out of the limelight. What, what, What type of trouble could someone be in? If, in fact, I mean, she she told them there's nothing else more here apparently she also wasn't letting them look in other certain material in this quote storage area but let's just start off with that tim dodd an attorney that seemingly produces a fake statement to the to the doj and the fbi well she's got problems the affidavit that she um, signed and i'm paraphrasing basically said that she's conducted a diligent search and right. that um, she is attesting to the fact that no further documents that the government's looking for um, exist at Mar-a-Lago. Now, at one point, federal investigators came in. They said, well, why don't you let us look in those boxes over there to this make sure that we got everything and that there's no misunderstanding and you didn't miss anything. No, you can't look over there. So she signed an affidavit saying it's all taken care of. They say, why don't you just let us look in those boxes to verify? She says, no. Mm. Well, is that some evidence that she knew that there was stuff in those boxes that she hadn't turned over and that her affidavit was false? It, it is a problem if, especially a lawyer, but really anyone, yeah. make, knowingly misleads the um, federal investigators. Um, She has signed a sworn affidavit and it appears that she participated in a fraud upon the department of justice to conceal evidence, to move evidence and ultimately to obstruct justice. If she is obstructing what the feds are getting in their search warrant, because she's hiding documents, concealing documents, moving documents around she might have thought, assuming she did it, and we were speculating, but whoever did it must have figured, oh, we're being very clever. But apparently what they never counted on was, we believe, Secret Service agents in there watching the whole thing. Basically, there's spies in the Trump house, and the spies in the Trump house are relaying all of this information back to the feds. So when the search warrants executed, they know exactly what they're looking for, where it's going to be. Uh, and that would be the pretext that the feds had to say, we had to go look everywhere, including Melania's closets, which seems to be a big deal in Trump world, because we knew they were moving stuff around and trying to hide things, but we found everything. So Trump has said, there was nothing. Trump has said, my lawyers told me I could declassify this. Um, none of it's really hanging together. Uh, will Trump be um, prosecuted? Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think he will have enough um, wiggle room to say he relied on his attorneys and his subordinates to make sure that everything that needed to be disclosed was disclosed. And if his lawyers are telling him, oh, no, Mr. President, you've declassified that, you can keep it, it's safe for you to keep it, and he's relying on the advice of his lawyers, I'm not sure what he's doing would be necessarily criminal, um, but his lawyers could be in a bit of a jackpot. One, one other side note, John, Go ahead. I find a little bit troubling is when the feds executed this warrant, they wholesale took everything they could find all paper boxes everything a lot of the material that they've had now for weeks includes attorney client information you know correspondence between trump and his lawyers we don't know on what topics but 
it's disturbing that they have access to attorney-client information. They have not returned that information, and it's not really the central focus of what Trump's team is now trying to do, having a special master come in. But I think it's disturbing that the feds have had access for a long time to inventory, to photocopy, to do whatever they need to do with things that they should really never have gotten in the first place to the extent it's attorney client. It's very um, unsettling to me that they've got that, they haven't returned it. And who the hell knows what he's got in there regarding him and his lawyers. That's really um, objectionable. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Todd. Tim, I, I want to just stay with the Trump thing just for a, a few moments. I want to read for you a quote, and then I, I want to kind of walk, walk through it a little bit. Um, <clears throat> former President Trump may have thought he was playing an offense when he asked a federal judge last week for an independent review of documents seized from his residence in Florida. A move that at best could delay but not derail the investigation, the handling of the records. But Tuesday night, so today's Thursday, Tuesday night, Justice Department used a routine court filing in the matter to initiate a blistering counteroffensive that disclosed new evidence that Trump and his legal team may have interfered with the inquiry. In the filing, Federal District Court for Southern District, they revealed more details about the classified material that Trump had taken with the White House, including the remarkable photograph of several of them arrayed on the floor of Mar-a-Lago, his home, private club, what read at times like a roadmap for a potential prosecution down the road. The filing also laid out evidence that Trump as lawyers may have obstructed justice. Is this a situation, Tim Dodd? And I I want people to really understand this, you know, because nothing is stopping them from he is, as you say, you know, it's the changing narrative and the lawyers going on television. Um, this seems like, you know, they were just out there initially. The DOJ was silent. Trump was not silent. That's what started the whole thing, that they planted evidence. But this seems to be, Tim Dodd, what can happen when, like, you really poke the bear. They they are revealed, and they're not even showing all of their cards yet, but they immediately turned over what what the Trump people had been saying. It seemed in that filing the DOJ just completely change the narrative and turn it on its head. Well, yes. And I, I do think that if there are prosecutable crimes here, um, it's not necessarily Donald Trump who will get charged, but his subordinates, the people who the, well, the one attorney who did sign that affidavit and who participated and was present, I believe when the, um, search warrant was executed and had other interactions with federal agents denying them access um, to documents at the, at the, at the residence. Let's assume president Trump is sitting there and he says, can I keep this stuff? And his lawyers are saying, yes, Mr. President, you did this all correctly. You followed the, uh, the presidential records statutes you declassified these things, and they go through everything saying, yes, you're, you're fine. You've complied with the law. I, I'm sure that it's his team that's interfacing with the feds who are looking for more documents and asking and asking. 
and his team is trying to fend off the requests. Now, if his team is misrepresenting and obstructing justice and lying to federal investigators, I think they could certainly be prosecuted. Can Donald Trump, based on what we have so far, I don't think so. Um, But it's one of these situations where it seems everyone in the Trump orbit winds up getting indicted for something. And he always kind of avoids culpability from a criminal standpoint. I mean, politically, not that I'm here to talk about politics, even if he avoids getting uh, prosecuted or indicted for any of the shenanigans going on at Mar-a-Lago, it is another example where he is either listening to bad legal advice or listening to his own advice and being his own spokesman and saying things that he really shouldn't because when all the facts come out, what he says may seem a little bit preposterous and ill-considered and not a good reflection on you know, what he does in a crisis or dealing with uh, attacks on what he's been doing. It, it, it's not looking good for him, no matter how big of a Trump supporter you might be. If anyone out there, you've got to acknowledge that he seems to be screwing up right now. And, and Tim Dodd, I mean, Carl Rove was on Fox News and he even corrected the anchor. Um, this whole business of well, the, his documents and the declassification. I mean, Carl Rove was saying that this is government property. And, and I, I know people don't seem to fully understand. But if something is, in fact, declassified, it's my understanding that could then a, a news agency, a media arm or whatever, could could make a request uh, right. That's a public records request to then publish something like that. I just it's too much of a reach for me that if you have a list of human intelligence, which apparently one of the documents was, which means, you know, we have CIA all over the world. We have agents all over the world. We do have spies. We call them other things. But that somehow that, that Fox News is going to publish that list because it was declassified. I mean, I, I just, you know, it. It, it, it seems it doesn't stand to reason. And, and I want to go back to, you know, his latest attorney saying and having the visitors up there. Um, they, they also I mean, we're both they, they, they find they found some of the documents they found in his desk. Now, that Tim, Dodd, that's that's very different than we have it in a secure room down in the basement at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. It, it, the, the thing that's really inexplicable is. Why fight to keep this material if right. it's top secret or if it's for, you know, there's different classifications of secrecy, but what was the motive to feel he needed to keep it or not it, but all of this stuff? Um, it, it doesn't make any sense. Was he looking to have, uh, leverage against his political opponents, much right. the way people think J. Edgar Hoover used to keep a dossier on everybody so he could leverage everybody. Is that the material that was in there? Um, it, it doesn't make sense as to why he fought so hard to keep this material without some ulterior motive. It doesn't make sense. I don't know yeah. why he was fighting so hard to keep it. If he's fighting to keep a birthday card that he got from some right. leader of a different country, sure. who cares? Right. But if it's top secret material, which affects potentially national security interests, and it's all floating around his residence there in Mar-a-Lago, it doesn't make sense that he would want to keep that and why he would fight and have his attorneys making misstatements of reality in order to try to preserve it and keep it there. I I don't know what the end game is, and I don't think any of us will unless and until we know the nature of these secret documents. And if they're so secret that they affect national security, we may never know. We may never know. And Tim Dodd, finally, uh, before we, the the whole element of attorney-client privilege, what if in fact this, you know, Christina Bob or someone else says, you know, if, is it is it possible like Michael Cohen flipped? Is it possible that one of the attorneys who ultimately could be kind of thrown under the bus here, if if they flip and they say, I said that because he, he that's what he told me to say. Well, that's a good point, John. If if one of these attorneys flips and says, I lied in this affidavit, I knew it was a lie, but uh, President Trump f- forced me to do it. 
you know, then there could be repercussions criminally for Trump if it gets that far. Yeah. Again, he's always surround, except for Cohen, who was certainly not the most credible person to come after Trump. You know, his um, the CPA for um, the Trump organization, he pled guilty, but he didn't flip. Um, yeah. He's had a lot of people in his orbit who have not flipped. Um, and implicated Trump in any criminal activity. Um, this uh, Christina Bob seems to be a real Trump zealot. Yes. But who the heck knows how well she'll stand up if she's now at the center of a potential criminal investigation? Will she stand and, and take the hit or will she flip? Who knows? And Tim Todd, finally, this legal team, for instance, the latest now, this Helena Hobb, you know, she she was on Hannity last night. You know, I have firsthand knowledge. I've been in that office. That's not the way the office looks. He has guests frequently there. Uh, I understand they're putting her out there for PR, but is there any, do you see any legal, is she serving any legal purpose? Is she helping the cause legally by, by doing these appearances and saying these things? I, I get the impression that it, it's legally that she's not helping the, the case in any way. It's, if anything, it's maybe hurting the case. Well, from a PR standpoint, she's certainly not helping. And from a legal perspective, I mean, the facts are the facts. The feds have what they have. I think yeah. what she says can't really help or hurt. Okay. But, you know, if she's acknowledging that um, uh, guests have been up in uh, President Trump's office, I'm sure that's not news to the feds because they've had Secret sure. Service people in there presumably reporting back as to what's going on. So I don't think she's providing anything new, but she is certainly providing negative grist for the mill that, you know, media wise that goes after Trump, everything she's saying um, doesn't help his cause from a criminal standpoint, from a political standpoint, from a PR standpoint, again, she, Team feels they need to say something and react in the in the media, but um, it's not helpful. No, and and one last element, uh, Tim Dodd, before we take a break, what, and I want people to fully understand this: <clears throat> as they're going through the guise of this in in court, if people, you know, if one of the attorneys starts talking about Hunter Biden's laptop or starts talking about Hillary Clinton emails, I I, I just think people should realize that's I, I do you see a scenario where the judge would allow that to come in and. And just be that's that's not part of what this legal proceeding seems to seems to be focused on. Well, no, I think that it's an important component for the public to be skeptical of the way the Department of Justice um, decides who they're going to go after and who they're not. But I don't think you can use what's happened with Hunter Biden or Hillary to mitigate against whatever criminal activity might have been occurring at Mar-a-Lago. Right. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with Propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 401- 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition. Since 1977, delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast, is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them. 
all year round, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website dipetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health poppin and see marie 1099 menden road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie 401 305 3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. The Centerdale Revival. Stop in and see them comfort food and cocktails. You're going to love the Centerdale Revival, located 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right in Centerdale, right across from North Providence Town Hall. Delicious food, delicious drinks, live entertainment on the weekends. Shane and his crew, they're waiting for you. A great time is going to be had by all at the Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube instagram even TikTok. plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com home again consignment located governor francis shopping center fine furniture art antiques glassware jewelry buy sell or sell in consignment and estate sales are provided it's home again consignment call john 401-463-3310 again located right in warwick in the governor francis shopping center home again consignment